You are listening to the You Are Techie podcast, episode number 14. Welcome to the You Are Techie podcast, where it's all about growing in your techiness so you can find the tech job of your dreams. And now your host, technology learning coach, Ellen Toomey. I am thrilled to be talking with Emily Harden tonight. I know that you guys are going to just have a ball with her and really enjoy her humble approach to product management. So can you just tell me a little bit about your journey to product management and what it meant to like involve motherhood in that in that journey? Sure. I guess I'll start off. I've got two little girls, a six-year-old and a nine-year-old. I um, actually have a pretty diverse background. I didn't start in project management by any means. I actually started in consulting, did some project um, process improvement type projects with that. Um, I traveled every week, which uh, if anyone has ever done that, it's hard. It's very hard. Uh, That's what I did when I started my career. I did consulting and traveled every week. I know it's really yeah. challenging. I mean, I love the work, but it's just... It's brutally gone every week. Absolutely. So I had then an opportunity of, of, to kind of do a complete opposite and helped open and from day one a dental practice and really get it up and running and hire everybody and train everybody and like through that entire mm -hmm. process. Um, then moved abroad for a little bit, lived in Hong Kong with my husband, which is actually where my youngest was born. Wow. And then while we were there, I kind of kept up with my network. I decided to stop working. It was too hard to move across the world and also try to manage a job at the time. Uh, in pregnancy so, and a baby. And how old was your older one? Uh, I guess at that time she was three. No, wow. two, and half, two and a half. We moved her to two, two and, and a half. half. Wow. So um, that was a challenge. <laughs> yes, for sure. And uh so I decided to take a break, uh, but I did keep up with my previous contacts just through the years. And mm -hmm. while I was there, um, one of a, a previous coworker was talking about they were starting this company called Enlight Research. And and it was actually they needed someone to help with some financials and account management type activities. And since I was in Hong Kong, it was my day, their night. So we could almost be round the clock account management. And so I started working a couple hours a day with them and then ultimately moved home. And when I moved home, took on more responsibilities with them. And I actually started working with our development team, which at the time was based out of um, India and trying to I was doing sales calls. I mean, you name it. I was doing it basically. Mm -hmm. sales calls. Because it's a startup. So they're right. everyone in all hands kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. I get that. All of the above. <laughs> so uh, we ended up getting some funding and when we did we brought on an outside like a consultant type individual who would help give us some perspective on where we should grow so what what roles were needed what skills were needed to kind of round out the team so in the conversations mm -hmm. with her I was telling her about my background and what I was currently doing for the company and she said oh you're a product manager <laughs> well I had no I had no idea <laughs> <laughs> Let me figure out what that is. So I started uh, reading every book I could find and reading, listening to every podcast and 
blog after blog and um, yeah. just kind of figured it out. So right. now I'm on my second company now of, of product management. I'm actually at a company called Food Logic now, yeah. and um, I'm over two of the two of our main product lines. And mm-hmm. just to kind of quick what what we do. So Food Logic is focused on food safety for the food industry. So the two products that I'm over are helping customers who are largely either food retail or like restaurant type users mm-hmm. and helping them identify I have a traceability product which helps them figure out where product that they serve went through the supply chain mm-hmm. and then a recall and, and response product which I um, kind of was with from day one helped kind of okay. grow and, and build that product and it's focused on when you identify an issue, so when there's a recall, I'm sure everyone's heard of the romaine, all the you know all the buzz that you hear nowadays. Sure, right, romaine lettuce recall. Helping right. companies facilitate that process, so communicating mm-hmm. out to their locations that there's a problem, and collecting the data back that the the product has been removed. So. Mm-hmm. That sounds. Um, Honestly, like a really fascinating product to be involved with. I think that that's, you know, when we talk about technology or software, the applications are so vast, it's like you never know where it's going to go or what where it will take you. And I definitely don't think food, um, you know, restaurants or retail are, are like the top of people's minds, but what an important way to use software, you know? Right. It is. It's because I've been in a lot of different industries, obviously, now through the years and the food industry, it's uh, pretty exciting times because they have largely been slow to adopt technology. And and Mm -hmm. but times are really starting to change. And so Mm -hmm. um, we've gotten a lot of, I would say, early adopters. And now we're kind of breaking past that phase. And Mm -hmm. it's fun. It's really cool to see. That's awesome. So I want to dig in a little bit. You, you know, this consultant came in and said, okay, you're a product manager based on what you do, but like today, and I know because I've talked to different product managers and it depends on the product and it depends on, so just like in your world, what is your, what does your day to day look like? If somebody, if you were to say, hey, at Food Logic, you know, this is what a product manager, you know, this is kind of how I spend my time. Right. Well, and I would actually say how I spend my time and what my day looks like has changed dramatically, even just in the two and a half years okay. that I've been at Food Logic. So okay. when I started, um, and we can dig into this later if you want, but there's this differentiation yeah. sometimes between product owner and product manager. And I would say um, kind of wearing all of those hats in the beginning. So my day has transitioned from largely working with the development team and talking with customers to now it's more outward facing. So helping with the more strategic direction that we're heading as a product, um, thinking through what the market's doing, what the industry is doing. So my day kind of varies. Sometimes it's really heavy focused on uh, phone calls with either prospects or customers or users or um and doing more research on how they're using the product or what they would like to see and their experiences. Mm-hmm. And other days it's, I'm working more with the development team and helping figure out how are we going to solve a problem or some, you know, we might've discovered something didn't go maybe as planned. And so how are we going to resolve that? Um, and then other days it's focused more on 
talking about our depart other departments in our company. So working with the sales team and hearing what they're hearing out in the market okay. or with marketing and talking about upcoming webinars or events or um, and how we're going to actually talk about our product and, and share the message and the value that it brings. So it kind of depends day to day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so many things. I um, you're so spot on. I would love to dig into product owner, product manager, because this is one of those things. Two reasons. Number one, the women and moms in our group, I think that they um, if they're new to tech, that's a really hard distinction. And then number two, it's that every time I dig into that, I get just a little bit different. You know, everyone's running that differently. And like that line is not, it's not a straight line. It's not and clear. It's similar. It's really similar to like UX designer and developer. You're like, okay, those are, those are pretty different. But then, oh, you get into UI and front end. Oh, now, now we get real blurry, you know? So, right. um, so I would love like, yeah, like what did you do at a, as a product owner more versus, you know, right. or, or, or why might that have been a product owner role, you know? Well, I mean, I would say it kind of, every company seems to be a little bit different on how you do it. And then mm -hmm. at the end of the day, the same stuff has to get done for a company, mm -hmm. right? You have to think long-term where you're going with a product and you have to yeah. think more short-term and tactical and how do we execute on that vision. So, right. the same stuff has to get done. It's just a matter of how you slice and dice it. And then also I found, and as we have changed as a company too, it depends upon how um, how many development teams, how broad your products are. And if you're on a lot smaller of maybe one feature set, then you might be able to do both that product owner and product manager type responsibilities. Mm -hmm. In my case, for the products that I'm over, we're covering the entire supply chain. We're covering mm -hmm. a lot of different type of um, like segments, so restaurants and retail and manufacturing. And, and so mm -hmm. a lot of different type of users. Um, and so being able to think about all of them and understand the needs and problems, as well as then also the uh, more fine-tuned, how, how are we going to solve the problem and execute it? It, it was, it's just a lot. So we ended up having to figure out how we could right. manage that as a company. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and even like as a product owner, like when you're, when you're get, when you're getting off the ground, like you have to kind of have a laser focus of like, we need to have an executable product and like, how do we, it, there has to be quite a bit of tactical aspect to that, like to get, I mean, doesn't there, I mean, that's been my experience, but. Right. You mean tactical meaning um, working with the development team, figuring out what to execute is that yeah. what you're yeah exactly to? Yeah. and, and right. i mean sometimes they're referred to as user stories or what those features are that you're going to um do your mm -hmm. designs for and, and right exactly yeah and, how, and then ultimately sure. figuring out what technology is needed to execute right. on that right yeah. so there's a lot of yeah i feel like it's you peel back the onion right you figure out one thing and you learn something else and so you just have to keep yes. keep at it with all of your ex your your team is so critical because everyone has a different perspective and different expertise and that's how you can solve those problems 
Right. Right. I, I think that's so important. And it's always a message I try to and struggle to really explain this whole concept of like embracing learning as like in embracing not knowing. Like, what do you love about your job first? And then we'll go the other way. But like, what do you really love about it? Because if you're raising two small girls and you're, you know, you're, you're overseas in Hong Kong, you're, you've been doing this a few years now. You must love something about it. What, what kind of um, lights you up about your job? What do I love? Uh, so many things. I mean, you kind of touched on one of them. I want my girls to see more women in, in tech, right? So that nice. excites me. I, I do some volunteer work with a group for middle school girls, getting them interested in technology. So that's yeah. important to me. Also, I product management and really just being at a company that you can get behind the product because you no matter really what your role on that team you are making a huge impact on that product Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. um i've been fortunate so far to be at companies where i really stand behind and get excited about the products and that's really important to me for a company um in terms of product management i really uh, what i enjoy about a job is being able to work with a lot of different individuals so whatever title you, you know, as I like working with different people and um, okay. and really figuring out how as a group to solve a problem <laughs> and then. Make yeah. It and so you can you can really do that with this role of product management. <laughs> right. I love that. And I love what you said about get behind the product. Mm-hmm. I I think this, so this is a message that I want to get out more. I've heard language in some of our meetups and our groups where people say, well, coding doesn't excite me. And I'm like, don't say coding because, you know, there's a rare individual that's like, uh, it's about the progress, the efficiency, and the features, the product that you're pulling together that can be interesting and exciting. And and you can like, I mean, I, I actually like programming for you know, kind of the algorithmic and um, Mm -hmm. functional aspect, but it doesn't light me up the way like creating a product that's meaningful to people does. Um, So I love that get behind the product. It's important. Yeah, for sure. You're going to go every day and and you're going to be thinking about it. So you might as well be excited about it. Right. (laughs) Right. You're going to think about every aspect of it. Okay. So speaking of that and maybe some of the less intriguing roles, what just like, we won't tell on you, but like, what's your least favorite part of your job? Because we all have, like, there's always parts that don't right. love, we, you know, that we just have to do. So I think one, of, in, in my perspective, one of the most important things for a product manager is, or really product owner for that matter too, both, both roles, you have to be able to prioritize and you have to be able to say no. And mm-hmm. Because you can only you don't have limited resources, so you have to make sure you're smart about what you say yes to. So, unfortunately, you say no a lot, and then I feel like I come home to kids and can we bake a cake tonight? No, we can't bake a cake. You know, it's like I just I say no a lot, and I would love to say yes more. But you, that's your job. Your job is to not say yeah. yes to everything because you can't. Right. You have to be right. smart about it, and and. You have you yes. have to be prepared for you have to be ready for that. 
Yes, I think that that's super honest, that that would be a real challenge. Um, and I'm wondering if your girls are calling my girls because that's like mine. Can we, <laughs> my nine year old's always like, can we make cupcakes, mommy? Can we make, can we bake a cake? Can we, I don't always, but she figured out how to do pancakes on her own. So now she's on her own with that. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you can do by yourself and clean up. Right. <laughs> that's what you right. Right. So, so that's actually a really good point because you, I think you made that point in your blog too about how product management and parenting actually cross over between the two. Um, was there another one that jumped out at you from parenting and product management that's like right. overlap? Well, so I, so my oldest is nine and I feel like each mm -hmm. phase of life, there's new challenges. Um, just when you feel like you figured out, oh, I know how to get them excited or how to discipline or how to ask the right question. Well, then they grow up and you have to figure it out again, right? They're always changing and you're always having, that's where that agility and being agile because you have to constantly refigure it out. Well, that's the same with product management because your customers, their business is always changing and you get a new customer and so there's a new list of priorities. And so really figuring out how to quickly make changes and adapt and um i think those it's a big overlap yeah yes that's great and your cut so that's interesting because i thought you were going to go like the customers we get new customers mm -hmm. and so that's Which how we have to change it. but you're saying yeah but you're saying like even our current customers their problems change yep so that's exactly that's um, super interesting. Yeah. You mentioned you do some things with your girls just to kind of get them into the agile mindset or the scrum mindset. And yeah. I just wonder if you could share with the whole group some of the things you do, because I think this is fabulous. I love this. Sure. Uh, well, we've done a number of uh, things to iterate as a family to figure out on how <laughs> schedules get more complex and mm -hmm. keeping track of where people need to be and when and mm -hmm. Um, I mean, ultimately, I want to be teaching them to have the skills and the forethought on things they need to prepare. I need to pack my soccer bag because I have soccer on Tuesday, you know, that kind of thing, like teaching yeah. them how to do nice. that. So nice. we've iterated with, um, you know, a wall calendar to um, it's funny, actually, today I just printed out I'm, I'm thinking of experimenting with a Kanban board for <laughs> <laughs> for, the week for each kid, but but right now it's it. working that we've experimented with. I I actually tinkered with making a Raspberry Pi family calendar that yes. shows the menu and the weather and the monthly calendar. So each Ooh. girl and it's color coded by person, so that each girl or parent can look at it and see what the week is, and and kind of help facilitate getting yourself ready and organized. I mean, other things we've done was I've when my daughter comes home with a school project or something I've kind of worked with how how we can do ideate and how as I mean I do this at work all the time facilitating a group discussion where no idea is a bad idea let's just get them all right. out, put them all up on the wall and post-it notes and then right. and then go from there look are there common themes is there one that resonates more than another and huh. and kind of teaching that process is important yeah, I think that's great. Hey, for those people who are not as familiar with Raspberry Pi, can you give us like a, you know, two sentence blurb on, on what it is so they can 
So they can learn it and pick it up themselves. I mean, it's it's probably about this big. It's a little Mm -hmm. tiny um, computer that you can really program to do just about anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you you can Google, there's all kinds of projects. And it's pretty, I mean, I figured it out. I don't have a technical background. I did, I, no one should ever see my code. (laughs) I had (laughs) friends and internet research and pieced it all together, but it works. <laughs> yeah, Which is another it works. Product management. You should not be afraid to try things because you're going to have to right. learn a lot of new, a lot of new things all the time. And um, right. so just try it. <laughs> Why not? Right. Right. And I love the way this, so that's amazing and inspirational that, you know, so you have no programming background whatsoever. No, right. I took so, it back in high school maybe and but not that's awesome I'm glad you did someone talked me out of taking a programming class in high school because they said it was too hard and I ended up majoring in computer science and it was like a complete fluke because I didn't want to take a Microsoft Word class I was like listen I've already done this just I'll take anything else they're like well you could take a programming class to get that credit I said sure and then I loved it (laughs) I majored in it well, so that's everybody, why I'm so I think passionate about women in technology, though, because my yes. experience was the, was terrible. I was the only girl in the class. My teacher okay. was not encouraging of that. And really, so after that, I was I'm not doing this again. And which is unfortunate because I think I would have actually really enjoyed it. Yes. So now I'm determined to not let that happen to other girls. Yes. I think that's so interesting because I had some bad experiences and I just. Like caveat, both my parents are teachers. I'm a teacher and I mean, I was, I was a teacher for six years. My sister-in-law is a teacher. Like I love teachers. It's so interesting that like one bad experience, even if it doesn't connect you to, even if it isn't that connected to the content can kind of sour you on, you know, well, and as a kid too, it's, I mean, I think as an adult, you sort of learn to brush off more things and. Yeah, but as a kid, that's it's unfortunate because I think those in it really influences you. Yes, so. and I would say hopefully as an adult, <laughs> still there are times when I think <laughs> that's like, true. You know, <laughs> that's what we all still there are times. <laughs> yes, yes, but that's part of my, you know, that's part of your techie is like there's no level to be like you don't get to be in get a tech job or be in our group once you've hit a level there's no level like you can just decide that you're techie and then start learning everything like you were seeing with product management when they were like okay you're doing all this stuff and we're going to call it product management and then you're like okay i'm going to learn all about it and i'm going to read all these books and podcasts and you're going to like self-educate because that can be that's like a lot of how tech is done and i think people are looking for like this magic they're like, well, what's the flowing path that you take? And no, it's really about like being scrappy and figuring it out most of the time. I agree. You think? I do yeah. agree. <laughs> hey, techies. I just want to take a minute to tell you about Spiffy on-demand car care. With four very active kids and my husband and I both running our own businesses, we are always looking for ways to 86 items from the to-do list. That's why I love Spiffy. They come right to my house. They'll go right to your house or office too. They'll get your car in tip-top shape, whether that's an oil change, a car wash, or car detailing. I know you've got those mashed up pretzels in the minivan. And Spiffy loves our mission of helping moms get into tech. That's why they're offering your techie podcast listeners a great deal. 
you'll get $20 off your oil change and $30 off any car detailing or car wash services by entering the promo code TECHIE at checkout. How awesome is that? No more going to the local oil change store while the technician wastes your time with upsells. I seriously hate that. Just go to GetSpiffy.com, schedule your appointment, and enter the promo code TECHIE, T-E-C-H-Y, at checkout. I think that the most important thing, the takeaway, and I appreciate you letting me indulge a little bit and kind of, I'm, try, I'm always trying to rehash this UR Techie message because people, they're like, well, is it for people who are new? Is it for, but it's more about like just giving people that techie mindset that they can take whatever, whatever path they want. Um, and so I, I don't know if somebody listening wants to be a product manager. I don't know if that's what they want, but let's say that that's, you know, they're sitting here listening to you and you're like, I kind of like what she does. And I know it's not an entry level position typically, but like what advice would you give someone? What would you tell them? And like, where would you steer them? Right. Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I touched a little bit on it earlier about the different, the PO and PM and the different skills and what it means to something different to each organization. So one, I would say start looking at some of those job descriptions to understand how companies define it. That would help you know what is expected at different organizations that might pique your interest. Um, mm-hmm. And then really it's figuring out, I mean, so product management is having those skills of thinking longer term and thinking more today. And then things like, um, uh, for example, you have to be able to really accept um have be really good at asking questions but not leading so working on your customer interview skills would be or any interview skills i guess would be great so you can practice on your kid i mean i write a little bit about that about asking and then and and then practice being quiet because sometimes if you're just quiet you'll get more input than if you you pepper them with lots of questions so really practicing Mm -hmm. that how do i get a lot of good insights from people it's a great mm-hmm. skill to have. Um, what else can I say about the, oh, also you mentioned a little bit about getting to know how your users use the product. So mm-hmm. really the best people to talk to are ones that maybe aren't happy with your product because they're going to give you a lot mm-hmm. of great feedback, right? So you have to be mm-hmm. comfortable with hearing it when you build a product or you work on it, it kind of comes your baby almost. <laughs> and so you have to be comfortable with people <laughs> giving feedback and and right. helping and, and you have to look at that as a positive thing. So working mm-hmm. on how to do that and practicing practicing that on getting feedback and then taking it, analyzing it and figuring out what to do with it to then move forward is I think a necessary skill. So those are kind of things that you can do. You can practice in ways if you're not necessarily a product manager, but in any job or any life um, right. Then, you know, you can practice mm-hmm. those asking questions and getting getting insights. And mm-hmm. and um, I mean, I've even done things with other companies where at the dental practice, this is actually when I looking back now that I am in product management, looking back, realizing, oh, maybe I did really like because I remember calling the software that we used all the time and saying, do you guys ever do user feedback? Because there's an area over here that could really, <laughs> I, I wish you, you would see how we struggle with it and how I'm having a hard time teaching my employees. So you can, the products that you use, the apps that you use, think about what you like about them, what you don't like about mm-hmm. them. 
Right. Give that feedback, reach out to them and see if they're willing to talk to you. That's a great way to hear how they ask questions to their right. users. I've done that before. Right. <laughs> I've yeah. reached out to, and they're usually, I mean, very responsive and excited to hear someone that's excited to give them feedback. <laughs> what a, a product manager that I heard speak once, he would say his process was, um, what else? Mm-hmm. So whatever they said, he would say, what else? What else? Yep. What else? And it's like that expectation, like there is more that you have to share with me. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you, you, they always say the five whys, asking why mm-hmm. and why again and why again, because you're going right. to like that onion I talked about earlier, right? You're just going to peel back layer by layer and you'll learn a little bit more each time. And then eventually you'll right. get down to what's really what they're feeling, what the real problem is. So you talked about some of the things that you might be good at, but are there any are there any personality characteristics or um, or potentially like right. past experiences that lead to product management? Well, I think uh, someone you have to have empathy. You have to understand your be willing to truly understand what your users are going through. You have to be able to kind of I don't call it analyze data because it's a lot of quantitative and qualitative data. But you're going to get a lot of inputs from a lot of people in a lot of places, and you have to figure out what the commonalities are and what you can do with that data to then make a decision off of it. So you have right. to be able to make, and you have to be able to make decisions. So you have to be able to, and sometimes it's real fast based on what you know, right? Then you have to make a decision. So not afraid of making a decision. Oh, a little bit of storytelling too, because you have to get, people have to get behind you on where you're trying to take your product, right? You have to be excited about mm-hmm. it. You have to explain the vision. So you have to be able to communicate that and share it and get people excited about it. And That's I think right. part of the product manager job as well is teaching others what kind of information is helpful to you to make good decisions. And yes. so having those discussions of, oh, when you hear that next time, you know, that's the kind of thing that I'm looking for so that they know, because everyone, I, you're in sales, so you're looking for information that will help you in sales and you're in marketing you're in, and so you helping right. them understand information that would improve your job and your ability to make a good decision um, mm-hmm. is important too yeah this is so this has been really informative and i just want to wrap up thanking emily harden i know i gushed over her a little in our write-up she's just legit okay i've met her in person several times you are such a wonderful, humble human. I, You are doing so much to inspire women in tech. Thank you so much for sharing your life, your knowledge, and for being with us today. I, we just appreciate it so much. Oh, thank you so much. You know, it's something I'm passionate about, too, so I'm happy to be here. That's great. Great to spend time with you, Emily. Have a great night. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to sign up for the UR Techie email list. Imagine being in the tech job of your dreams. Join me to get the strategies, training, and never-ending support to get hired. Sign up at URTechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I'll see you next time.